Embedded in the market. Sponsored by Tokyo. Hi there, and welcome to Embedded in the Market. I'm Frank Rodano, once again talking about embedded finance. Today I'm joined by Pablo Montes at KPMG, consulting powerhouse throughout the world. So, good morning, Pablo. How are you today? Good morning, Frank. Uh, I'm very well. Thanks. How are you? Uh, thanks for having me here today. Yeah, my pleasure. My pleasure. Thanks for joining us. Why don't you quickly tell us a little bit about yourself and what your role is at KPMG? Sure. I will probably say that I've been always um, working at the intersection between financial services and uh, technology. I started my career working with one of the largest incumbent banks in Ireland, where I had the opportunity to support them, digitize and streamline different businesses process across the bank. Then I moved into management consulting where for a few years, most of my work was centered around helping financial institutions and big tech firms launch uh, new products uh, via digital channels. And two years ago, I moved into our strategy advisory practice in KPMG where I lead our fintech uh, service offerings. Since joining, my role has been focusing on growing our strategy advisory presence in the domain of fintech. And I have to say that during this period, I had the pleasure of supporting clients across various industries and geographies, always in the domain of fintech. Uh, maybe just to give you a bit of a flavor of the type of clients that we work with, we work directly with fintech platforms themselves, helping them in areas such as product market fit and market and test strategy. Mm -hmm. We also work with investment firms such as uh, private equity houses, supporting them conduct um, commercial due diligence as part of any transaction. Uh -huh. We also do a bit of work with um, local government agencies. And in the past, most of our work with them has been centered around helping them define strategies to grow fintech ecosystems. And lastly, uh, we do a lot of work with financial services and non-financial services institutions to help them understand the key use cases of fintech that are relevant to their business. And embedded finance is one of the key propositions that sits within this pillar. So I suppose uh, when it comes to fintech, we cover a wide range of services, as you can see, and, and, and different stakeholders as well that we provide services to. Okay, interesting. Yeah, you mentioned use cases. We'll get into that a little bit later. But for the moment, let's get into the nitty gritty of embedded finance. So what's your definition of embedded finance? And and from the perspective of a large-scale consulting house, what differences do you see between embedded finance and traditional financial products and distribution models that companies have adopted in the past? I think to me, embedded finance uh, refers to the seamless integration of financial uh, products and offerings into non-financial business. And I will say primarily right with the purpose of streamlining uh, user experiences. Okay. And I think it's important the, the word seamless, right? Because uh, financial products, they are integrated in a seamless way in the customer journey, whether we are talking about a B2C or a, or a B2B transaction. Yep. So I will say that in my view, the purest form of embedded finance extends beyond just facilitating the financial transaction at the point of sale. Mm -hmm. And actually it solves a particular customer or business problem, whether this might be uh, minimizing the number of touch points a customer might go through as they seek to buy a particular product or service, Mm -hmm. or whether this might be, you know, simplifying payments, uh, reconciliation or manual steps in a business process. I will say that there is always a point of friction that embedded finance can solve that goes beyond facilitating the actual financial transaction. 
So maybe just to clarify, it's yeah. not about a non-financial business launching a financial product just for the commercial opportunity that, that is attached to it. It's rather thinking about what pain points can a non-financial business solve by also issuing their own uh, branded financial products. Mm-hmm. And I suppose we, we also find that many times the concepts get confused with others such as open banking and banking as a service. And I will say maybe particularly with this uh, last one. For me, banking as a service is what allows organizations to launch financial services quickly. And then embed finance is what I suppose takes those financial services and is making them invisible in the day-to-day operations for the end user and also um, the business. That's a really interesting point, Pablo, because what you just said to me makes a lot of sense simply because certainly there are commercial opportunities involved in embedded finance, meaning that companies can explore new revenue streams, they can make money off of it, and that's absolutely true. We know that. But if it's not tied to a genuine desire to remove pain points for an end user or for a company or for an entire merchant ecosystem, then it's probably not going to be successful. I absolutely agree with that. It has to be a seamless offering. You're absolutely right. Yeah, that's that's exactly right, Frank. Like if uh, the financial opportunity that can be linked to offer the financial product can be maybe very big and uh, appealing to the client, right? But if it's not solving a particular source of friction, either for the customer or for the supplier, then the risk that they don't adopt the financial product is is quite uh, high. So I think, uh, you know, um, the good embedded finance programs are those that, you know, solve a great amount of friction for both the, the, the client and, and also their, their customers or their suppliers. And, and maybe as well to, to answer the second part of your question, right? I think there are, um, like, obviously, this is not a new concept, right? Like non-financial services institutions, they have been distributing uh, financial products for a very long time. Yes. But I think there are substantial differences in terms of how traditionally these have been distributed. Uh, mm-hmm. Particularly around how uh, the actual product is developed and delivered to the customer. But to me, I will say the biggest difference is uh, on who owns the customer relationship for the financial product and who has greater control of the economics behind the financial product that is being offered. I with embedded finance, I will say that the ownership remains within the non-financial business, right? And they are the ones that have, I will say, the absolute control to decide what financial products are offered to their customers. And therefore, for this reason, they have a better control of the financial opportunity that is linked to offer those financial products and services to their customer base. Yeah, yeah. And at the end of the day, they know their customers typically better than large-scale financial institutions. Yes, they work with, They work with them every day. Absolutely. Yeah. I realize that KPMG, as the market powerhouse that it is, uh, is involved in everything you can possibly name with regard to finance. But on your side, in your neck of the woods, what is your company's current interest in embedded finance? First and most important is that um, we uh, fully believe right in the concept of embedded finance. And I will say that we think embedded finance is a great lever that businesses can use to improve financial performance and solve a great uh, number of, of other issues. That's how we see embedded finance uh, within our organization. Mm-hmm. Second is that I will say is the fact that we are seeing a gap in the market in terms of knowledge. And, and maybe let me explain that. Yeah, I think from the conversations that we are having with corporate uh, clients, we find that in general embedded finance is an area that they have heard of, but they are unsure of all the different problems that embedded finance can solve and what could be the different applications that could be relevant to their business. 
And maybe third, I will say that uh, we also like that embedded finance is something that is applicable to many um, sectors and verticals because that makes the embedded finance proposition very scalable from our perspective. You know, every single day we continue to learn more and discover new use cases as we engage with our sector experts and we deepen our understanding on, on the different markets uh, dynamics across key sectors. And I suppose, you know, ha having said all this, in my view, in KPMG, the biggest asset we have is our people, right? And, and having access to a large um, network of subject matter experts across all the different jurisdictions in which we operate. Mm -hmm. And the benefit of this is that it makes things easier when we need to talk to a client about a problem and a solution in a particular industry, because we are able to get the right people in the room with the required product expertise, industry experience, and, and ultimately uh, knowledge of the client business that is, uh, is the most important. Now, if you combine that with the fact that we already have a strong track record of advising clients uh, on this domain of embedded finance, mm -hmm. that I think makes our proposition very much um, appealing to clients. And I will say that primarily for all this reason that, that I just mentioned, uh, we have seen a great opportunity for us to step in right, and, and develop an embedded finance proposition that caters for all of our different client needs. Something you said that I found very interesting was it's similar to situations that we found ourselves here in, in here at Tokyo, where we're trying to explain the concept of embedded finance. Some people have heard of it. Some people have not. They don't really know what it is, but they tend not to be able to translate what they know of embedded finance into a use case that would be of benefit to them or their users or their ecosystem, right? So it's often challenging to try to explain this relatively well, like you said, it's not new, but this resurging concept to people that don't even have a clue where to begin or why it would prove to be of benefit of them. In that regard, I feel your pain. I, I get it. Uh, yeah, no, that, that's, that's exactly the, the, the most challenging part of the job that we have. Like, obviously, we're engaging with clients in very large programs of work, but this the actual explanation of uh, what embedded finance is and what are the different applications that are relevant to them, what is the most challenging of the entire process. Exactly. It's explaining to someone why they may need something they don't know they need, right? Yes, exactly. which, is, which is Which is complex. Where do you think the biggest growth opportunities lie with regard to embedded finance for KPMG? Consumer lending right, is probably one of the areas that we have seen that has gained more, most traction over the past years with applications mm -hmm. such as Buy Now, Pay Later. I think we're all familiar with them. And, and now we are seeing that every single e-commerce platform or retailer is offering this type of solutions for products that have a relative high margin. Mm -hmm. And I think on the consumer side, there are still uh, other areas of um, potential growth, particularly in areas such as wealth management, investments, and car issuing. Yes. And I will say evidence of this is how some of the large international players have made big bets uh, recently uh, in this area, right, by launching savings and investment products. And, and I believe um, others will start also moving into this direction as well. But to me, I think the biggest opportunity lies on the uh, B2B uh, lending space. Really? And the way businesses and consumers also manage physical cars. These two areas, I think they are probably the, the ones where we will see the biggest growth uh, over the next uh, two or three years. Okay, interesting. Now, in light of those opportunities, what role do you think a consulting firm like KPMG will have in the market, in a market that embraces embedded finance? What will that mean for your corporate clients? How will that occur? I will say that in the most simple form, we work with our clients to identify the range of embedded finance use cases that will have the highest impact uh, to their business. 
Okay. And obviously, right, we tailor our uh, support to um, the different client uh, needs. And what I will say is that we can cover the full spectrum of activities uh, that are involved in launching a, a financial product or proposition to the market. Maybe the best way to answer your question might be to actually share with you the type of questions that we help clients answer as we um, progress through a program of work with them. Yeah, please. The first thing that we are trying to help them answer is like, um, okay, what is the financial um, impact of the different embedded finance use cases that we have prioritized? Followed by something like, okay, maybe what are the capex and opex implications of each of these use cases? Which one should the client prioritize? Whom they should partner to bring these use cases to life, right? Uh, mm -hmm. How they should structure this embedded finance program to minimize third-party risk and vendor risk? What are the ways in which maybe they might be able to monetize this program of work? And, you you know, the client is, is going to spend some funds in the advisory project and also on recurring platform fees mm -hmm. in return to, let's say, for example, capture new revenue streams from a new financial product that they are hoping to launch. Mm -hmm. But uh, the truth is that there are also other ways in which clients can monetize the effort that was put into the program of work. Clients don't know about this. Clients, they see that all the steps that are taken prior to the launch of a financial product, they see it as a pure CapEx investment, but okay. the truth is that there are many opportunities for them to monetize it as well. I but I will say that in general, right, for every program of work, we will be answering some of these key questions I just mentioned, among mm -hmm. many others, as you, as you can imagine. Okay, not to put you on the spot, Pablo, but could you talk a little bit about what those other monetization options might be out of curiosity? Yeah, sure. So if you're a corporate, right, and you are uh, designing, right, a new uh, financial product and proposition and you are building uh, financial models from scratch, mm -hmm. there is the opportunity for you to, uh, you know, uh, monetize them through selling them on a marketplace, right? Okay. So uh, once those solution is developed, there are opportunities for you to uh, commercialize it via selling it in, in a marketplace. Yeah, okay, that makes sense. That's something that we, I'm not gonna plug the company, but Tokyo offers a marketplace where companies that have created modules for the Tokyo platform can do exactly that. They can take their modular system, put it on and offer it at, at a rate that actually drives a new revenue stream. That makes sense to me. Just to wrap up a little bit, as we're getting near the, the end of our conversation, if you could give a bit of advice to corporate decision makers with regard to embedded finance, Considering the market today and considering the technology that's available, what sort of advice would you give to those corporate decision makers? Okay, I, I will advise them to get informed first of what are the different um, use cases and applications that are relevant to their business. Mm -hmm. And then evaluate, right, what could be the impact that these use cases could have on the financial ambition of the company. And I think whether the company is looking to improve top line, bottom line, cash flow, EBITDA or market valuation, right? There are multiple ways in which different embedded finance concepts can help the company improve these uh, metrics while at the same time building a stronger relationships with their customers, suppliers and, and also their financial uh, partners, which is also important. And uh, yes, I, I know that maybe someone must be thinking, Jesus, I, I'm entering in the financial services uh, value chain that is completely <laughs> outside of the core of our business, right? But if you have the opportunity to create significantly stronger relationships in the supply chain and improve financial performance, why would you let that opportunity slip away? Yeah, exactly. And I think that this isn't the first time you've mentioned the concept of partnerships. You also mentioned it before when you were talking about monetization and, and the questions that you proffered earlier. 
I can't mention enough how important partnerships are to the embedded finance concept. At least what we've seen on our side is that the idea is that one company can do everything is simply, it's simply not the case. One has to partner with the right people and create an ecosystem where it's a win-win, win-win-win for everyone involved. What, what do you think? Do you think that partnerships are as important as I'm stating? Uh, a partnership is the, I would say, is the bedrock to success in embedded finance. There is no, there is no other way to uh, deliver a successful embedded finance uh, program without uh, having a strong um, uh, partnership with, you know, financial services providers, uh, fintech platforms, advisory firms as well, like ourselves. You yeah. know, uh, there is like a, a, a huge um, ecosystem of players that is needed to deliver a successful embedded finance program to the market, I would say. Yeah, agreed. If there are any corporate decision makers out there listening, and you heard Pablo's comment on the questions that KPMG asks them to consider, uh, you may want to jot them down because they're extremely important for deciding what direction to take when embedded finance comes knocking. Thank you, Pablo. Thank you for joining me today on Embedded in the Market. It's been a pleasure to have you, and I appreciate everything you've had to tell us. Thank you so much for joining. Thank you for having me, Frank. It's been a pleasure. Thanks a lot, Pablo. We'll talk to you soon. <laughs>